your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96, and rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And in today's episode, folks, we will be going over the weekend back-to-back that the Carolina Hurricanes have this weekend because there is a lot to unpack with this game, or with these games, I should say. Now, diving on into the first game, the one against the New York Rangers, prior to to this game there was a bit of news that ended up coming out the Carolina Hurricanes inked Jalen Chatfield to a two-year extension great stuff love to see it he should be playing with the Hurricanes right now not Brendan Smith I still stand by that but diving into the game itself this was a game with a lot uh riding on it because this was a game between, at the time, the top two teams in the Metro Division, with the Rangers being in first and the Hurricanes being in second. I expected a really tightly contested game, and that's honestly not what we got here. The Carolina Hurricanes, for the most part throughout this game, really controlled it and looked really dominant throughout this game against New York really kind of showed their experience, I guess you would say there, because you know, heading into the third period, the Carolina Hurricanes had a 5-1 to one lead. After the first, it was 2-0. After the second, it was 5-1. to one. And they, again, they looked like, you know, easy there kid you know wait your turn kind of deal in the rangers while they did have their moments in this game they had when they ended up scoring in the second period they looked like they're really gaining some momentum and really starting to catch the hurricanes off guard and momentum shifting new york's way but and it seriously looked like they could have made a serious comeback there but Frederick Anderson, he ended up standing tall and showed why, why he's an all-star. And you know, while the Rangers did sc- end up scoring twice in the third period, it still was very firmly in the Hurricanes' hands. And Tony D'Angelo, he ended up sealing the deal with the final goal of the game. Okay, fine. But... I think one goal that wasn't getting talked about enough with this game was Sebastian Ajo's goal that ended up putting the Hurricanes up 4-1. to one. He ended up scoring laying down on the ice. It was absolutely insane because I forget who it was. 
uh, I forget who made the initial shot. I think it was Seth Jarvis. I think. But Gorgiev, he ended up making the save on that one rebound. And then Sebastian Ajo ended up coming in to shoot it. And I forget how exactly he ended up getting down on the ice. But he's laying down and he ends up knocking it in. It absolutely beautiful insane goal just showing why he's an all-star again that's a goal that isn't getting talked about enough it wasn't in the intermission report after that period it wasn't in the post game it wasn't in the day after like that goal was not getting talked about and it was arguably Sebastian Ajo's best goal of the year so far and one thing that I that I along with a lot of people really didn't like about this game. It had nothing to do with the Hurricanes out on the ice. The Hurricanes themselves, they played great. They played typical Hurricanes hockey. But it was the broadcast itself making it all about Tony D'Angelo. I get it. It's his first game against the Rangers and yeah, since he got waived and all that stuff. Okay? But stop making it the Tony D'Angelo show. Because on paper, him and Sebastian Ajo had the same exact night. Two assists, one goal apiece. But you didn't see them trying to raise uh Sebastian Ajo's numbers up into the rafters after this game no you didn't see it and I get it yeah the guy he's been playing good hockey okay he's doing what he was brought here to do okay but that doesn't mean that you go out of your way trip Tracy to talk down about a former player in Dougie Hamilton because Dougie played his fucking ass off, pardon my language, while he was here, okay? And he was an absolutely amazing defenseman, Norris caliber defenseman, was voted in as an all-star, but didn't go because his leg was broken, okay? And the Carolina Hurricanes didn't bring him back. Was he a perfect defenseman? No, he wasn't. He had lapses in his defensive game. So does Tony D'Angelo. And if you say he doesn't, you're, you are blind as a bat. Because while, yeah, he does maybe have a little bit more grit than Dougie does, we've all seen his defensive lapses, and which ends up causing goals. We've all seen it, okay? Heck, you can go back to his time in New York when Sebastian Ajo broke his freaking ankles, Okay? Stop trying to make this Tony D'Angelo redemption story happen, okay? Because he hasn't done anything to warrant a redemption story. He's playing good hockey. That's about it. He hasn't done anything to make it to even come across as remorseful of his actions and what he has done in the past. He hasn't done anything. Hey, you had that comment 
that he made that he thinks New York didn't that they should have handled that situation differently. Okay, and then there's the smart ass comments that he'll occasionally make regarding stuff going on. Okay, the guy is off social media. Okay, great. You're not liking racist posts on Instagram anymore. You're not threatening to fight fans outside of the arena. Good for you. Do you want a cookie? Okay, stop trying to make this redemption story happen because he's not doing anything to warrant it. He's not going out there and doing charity work, being involved in the community. He's not doing any of that stuff. I said when he came here that if he really wants people to perceive him in a different light, he's going to have to do stuff like that. He's going to have to go out in the community and prove that he is a changed man. He hasn't done any of that. Not a thing. And with the way things in hockey are right now, and the things that have transpired over this past weekend, it, it just shows that I don't know when we're going to see legitimate change in the sport. Because you have guys like this that, okay, he's playing good hockey. We're acting like we're ready to raise his number into the rafters. And he's the greatest thing in the sport today. No, he's not. He's far from it. There's much better defensemen on this team than him. Because, like I said, you don't see broadcasters going out of their way to talk about how Nino Niederreiter is such a big upgrade over Victor Rask. You don't see them going out of their way to bury Peter Morazic, James Reimer, Alex Ndelkovic, Curtis McElhaney. You don't see them going out of their way to bury all of them with because Frederick Anderson is here now. So why are we doing it with Tony D'Angelo? It just really just feels like there's something going on that they're trying to make a push for him to get re-signed on the Bally Sports side of things. That's what it feels like because this is something that ended up continuing on in the New Jersey Devils game. While it wasn't as prevalent as the New York Rangers game, it was still there. And the thing is, Tony isn't the only former Ranger on this team. Do you see them making it all about Jesper Faust? No. Brady Shea? No. Auntie Ranta? No. Derek Stepan? No. Brendan Smith? No. Then why are we doing it with Tony D'Angelo? Okay? If you want to bring up how many former New York Rangers we have on the team when we play the Rangers, that's fine. It is an absurd amount. There's six guys there that have played for the Rangers. I think that's worth talking about. But don't hold this one guy up way above the others when he hasn't really warranted it. Okay? Because stop trying, like I said, stop trying to make this Tony D'Angelo redemption story happen. It's not. He's playing good hockey. And that's about it. Until he does something to show that his character has changed, 
that he's not a racist, homophobe, wants to fight fans, all that kind of stuff anymore. Unless he does something like that, I, 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 I just, I'm so frustrated with this situation because so many people are just looking past all of this stuff that he has done. Hey, there's the fighting the teammate stuff. I hadn't even mentioned that yet. Okay. You have all these people saying, oh yeah, you know, he's a good guy, all that on the team. What do you expect them to say? Really, have some common sense, okay? Have some common sense. What do you expect them to say? He's already on the team. I mean, he's already there. You can't really say, yeah, the guy's a dick. You can't say that anymore, okay? you got to say what the team and PR department want you to say, okay? you got to say that stuff. And it's just extremely frustrating because the guy hasn't done anything to warrant a quote-unquote redemption story and i'm sick of having to see this because so many people were just wanting to mute the broadcast trip tracy ended up putting out some kind of shitty apology tweet about it but it wasn't even an apology he's basically standing by what he said okay but once again like i said you don't see them going out of their way to ram it down the throats throughout the broadcast that, like I said, Nino's an upgrade over Victor S. Freddy's an upgrade over Peter, James, Ned, Mac, all of those guys. You don't see that happening, so stop trying to make it happen with Tony D'Angelo. But we also had another game happen this weekend. This one, not as good as the Rangers game. But we'll talk about that right after this quick break. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good that you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually contains around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many ch flavors to choose from, whether it be coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, or mint brownie, and plus many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. And right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, the New Jersey Devils game. This was a game that... The Carolina Hurricanes definitely want to have back. It was not a great game. And the Carolina Hurricanes, they ended up going up 2-0 pretty early on. Devils came back, tied it. And second period was pretty back and forth. But Devils ended up coming out with a one-goal lead. They ended up extending it 
two more goals in third. They end up winning that game 7-4. to four. But this is a game that I think there was a lot that factored into this game. When Frederick Anderson was scratched in this game, hadn't really haven't heard anything as as to why that was the case. Tavo, I know it was a lower body injury. He had gotten uh, a nasty hit in that Rangers game, left, ended up coming back, but you know, here in this game, it just won't happening. So I think that may have played a bit of a factor and this was Jack LaFontaine's first NHL start and he was not ready at all I said that I when they initially signed him I could see him going to the AHL or ECHL to really just kind of get ready because I feel the jump from college to the NHL was a big jump and he was not ready in this game. He he really looked out of his element. He he really did. He he was out there struggling, and he did make some good saves. I'm not gonna say that he didn't, because he did make some really good ones. But there was some where he there was some moments in there where he looked flustered, and that he was fighting for his life and he was patting he was playing in a league that he wasn't ready for to be completely honest i and i i i think that him getting sent down to the ahl is a very strong possibility at this point barring freddie anderson you know being out for an extended period of time but i i do think you know if freddie's good to come back because Auntie Ronto was obviously backing up Jack in this game. I think Jack is definitely going to go up to Chicago there and kind of hone his craft a little bit. Because, like I said, he looked out of his element in this game. He, he didn't look ready. And I will also say the team in front of him didn't do a lot to support him. Because the defense wasn't great in front of him in this game. They really gave New Jersey some really good chances. And kind of allowed New Jersey to get to a goalie that wasn't ready to be there. And yeah, it it was definitely a frustrating situation. I, I hope that... This really doesn't hurt his confidence too much. And especially if he stays at the NHL level for a little bit longer. I I think that can definitely be something that can damage his confidence. Maybe not long term, but definitely it's not good, you know, because you had when he first went in against Columbus, didn't go great there. Then you had his first start was not good. And, you know, definitely just kind of getting off to the NHL step of his career on the wrong foot. Really hope that doesn't affect his confidence too much. I really think that we're going to see him get sent down to Chicago for just so he can develop more. 
like I said, he wasn't ready. But again, it's not all on him because the defense was not great in this game. And I I think that the, that the Hurricanes, one thing that hurt them in this game was honestly the travel. They were initially going to try to fly out right after that Rangers game. But they couldn't because of the snowstorm that had came through. They couldn't fly out. Heck, that same night you had a plane slide off the runway at RDU. So, obviously the Carolina Hurricanes weren't going anywhere. So, they weren't able to get to New Jersey, I want to say, until about 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So, I think that the travel situation may have hurt them a bit here and they didn't have the the usual time to prepare that they would even if it is a back-to-back they didn't have their preparation was off because they their whole routine we all know hockey players are creatures of habit and they weren't able to do their normal stuff and I think that may have hurt them in the long run of this game given at first it didn't look like it because they were up to nothing within like five and a half minutes because the Hurricanes were going up against a goaltender that hadn't had the best track record in the NHL but with the way the offense was off its game a little bit and with the way the defense and our goaltending wasn't there you're making this New Jersey Devils team look like a team that could go and win the Stanley Cup I mean it was very frustrating in this game I think there was a lot at play in this one I think Tavo being out definitely hurt the Hurricanes I think had we had Frederick Anderson I think Heck, or even played on Ronta, I think we would have had a different outcome. Maybe not, you know, a win per se, but I don't think it would have been a seven to four loss. And again, making New Jersey look like a Stanley Cup caliber team, I don't think that happens. And if we played a different goalie, I'm really. I was excited to see Jack come up and get his chance, but this game really showed, paired with the game against Columbus, really showed he wasn't ready for the NHL. He should have gone to the Wolves first. We should have went with Alex Lyon being the backup with Freddie Anderson. You should have went with that, and then Jack goes to Chicago to kind of take Alex's place there while Alex is up here with the Hurricanes. I think that that's what the Hurricanes should have done. Given hindsight, it's always 2020. Everyone knows that. But it it really looks like that's what's going to have to happen is before he comes back up to the Hurricanes, he, he's got to go down to Chicago to really just hone his craft and play against some higher-level talent than he did at Minnesota and Michigan because 
not saying those players aren't good at all, but it's a steep jump in competition going from college to the NHL. Kind of equate it to juniors. A lot of guys, you you don't always see them jump straight from juniors to the NHL. Yeah, Seth Jarvis did. But one, he's not a goalie. Goalie's a completely different position, a lot more difficult. But you also look at Ryan Suzuki, our, our first round draft pick from a couple years ago. He went, he stayed in juniors, then he went to the AHL. Okay, he he didn't make the jump immediately. Okay, so it's not something that's going to happen all the time. And I think the Hurricanes may have rushed Jack a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's in the past, okay? We can't keep harping on it, all that stuff. We just got to let it go and move on to the next game against Vegas. Just got to do that. So in the meantime, we will look at all that stuff in the next episode. But before we get into the next episode, we do want to take a look at at some of the other news surrounding the Carolina Hurricanes, and we'll do that right after this. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering actions for 2022. With a new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Regarding news around the Carolina Hurricanes, the Hurricanes did recently ink Jalen Chatfield to a two-year extension. Like I said, I really love that move. He has been great for the Hurricanes in his time with the team and then in Chicago as well. So, love that we're extending him. I really hope that we get to see him again at the NHL level this season because when he was here, he was fan-freaking-tastic. He was, and I still think he should be the one here playing with the Hurricanes and not Brendan Smith because Chatfield is an absolute beast, and we got two more years of him after this year. Again, same kind of contract that he has right now, two-way contract. He gets paid 750000 at the NHL level, 250000 at the AHL level. And then with a $300,000 guarantee in 2022-2023. And then in 23-24, he would earn 775000 at the NHL level. So he's definitely, I love this deal for him. I hope he is able to make the jump up to the NHL permanently because I think that would be great for the, him because he is heck of a player and really loving what we're seeing about with him and then you also had the Carolina Hurricanes 
reassigned Stefan Nosen to the taxi squad. I'm not really sure who we even have on our taxi squad at this point. I know we have Nosen now, obviously. I'm not. I think now we will. Well, Jack LaFontaine, we'll see if he goes back to the taxi squad or the AHL. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but as of right now, I think it would just be Jack and Stefan. I think that would be it, to be completely honest. We haven't had a full taxi squad. So, be interesting to see how that goes. I'm still in the boat that I think the taxi squad should say after the All-Star break, but the All-Star break is right around the corner. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes for the Hurricanes. We're obviously you know, sending Freddie Ajo to the All-Star game. That'll be great stuff for them. But in more good news, Tavo Teravainen, he did skate in Saturday night's warm-ups. And so it's not looking like it's going to be a long-term injury. He just you know, felt he couldn't go after warm-ups. So, you know, hopefully it's not long-term. There hasn't been any official update there. So, it'll be interesting to see how things go with him. Ethan Bear, really no update there on when he's going to be playing again. I do think that we may end up seeing Ethan Bear in tomorrow's game against Vegas because we haven't seen him in so long. Rod Brindamore tends to not really make any changes until after a loss. That was kind of a rough loss against New Jersey with defense being a big issue in that game. I could definitely see Ethan Bear sliding back in the lineup. But we'll just have to wait and see with that. We'll obviously talk about that when we end up previewing that game tomorrow. But one last piece of news is that the Carolina Hurricanes are hosting the Hockey Talks game on Tuesday, January 25th to help promote mental health, which is actually tomorrow's game. So definitely, you guys know I've struggled with mental health issues, so my DMs are always open if you ever want to talk. I know it's rough out there, folks, but Locked on Hurricanes, we love you, and so does the entire rest of the network, so make sure you you go follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Giridellis underscore 96. Go follow your other favorite Locked on shows, whatever their Twitter and Instagram handles are. And go rate this show and your other favorite shows five stars on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode when we preview the game against Vegas.